Welcome to Humidity Matters, a podcast created by and produced by Vaisala, the global leader in humidity measurement. The purpose of this podcast is to help you make a better measurement. And better means more accurate and more reliable. Because when you do make a more accurate and reliable measurement, your process is more efficient and your quality of output is much higher. Because humidity measurement really does matter. I'm Bruce McDuffie, your host, and I've been in the humidity measurement business for about 12 years. I've taught humidity seminars and webinars around the globe, helping people just like you make a better measurement. My co-host is Steve Santoro, a 35-year veteran of humidity measurement. Steve has seen it all, or I'll say most of it, when it comes to measuring humidity and especially in challenging applications. Welcome, Steve. Hi, Bruce. Thanks for having me again. Great to be back. Looking forward to today's episode. Yeah, this should be an interesting one. In this episode of Humidity Matters, and we're going to keep with our tradition of helping our listeners make a better measurement, and we're going to go back to the parameters. And today we're going to going to discuss what I like to call the absolutes. And I call these parameters the absolutes because they actually quantify the amount of water vapor in absolute terms. And this is regardless of temperature or pressure variations. If you recall our last episode, we talked about Dalton's law and how we got to the partial pressure of water vapor. That's what we're measuring here with the absolutes, the partial pressure of water vapor. So Steve, that being said, what uh, parameters do you think are the most relevant for uh, industrial humidity measurements? Yeah, I would say, Bruce, the the two most common that we uh, use and get involved with with our customers uh, tend to be uh, mixing ratio, and the other one would be pots per million. And maybe dew point, but uh, with some exceptions. And we can maybe uh, uh, chat with that a Hmm. little bit later if we have time. Yeah, dew point. Interesting. I didn't expect you to say that one, but yeah, let's talk about that later on. So the two main, those are good choices. And um, let's do this. Say, how about um, we approach this podcast where I'll describe the parameter, give a little definition, and then turn it over to you. You can add any of your wisdom to the description. And then how about you give us an application example of these absolute measurements? How does that sound? Yeah, Bruce, that sounds like a great idea. Uh, did also want to mention, as a, as a side note, Weissler has prepared a 16-page booklet uh, called Humidity Conversion Formulas. And this will go into more detail than we can cover here, as we're trying to keep it light in a sort of just a podcast version. The, the formulas would be uh, detailed with all of these different moisture parameters. And it's something you could be able to use as a reference and look back uh, and have a written copy to refer back to for your notes and for different calculations. Uh, we could probably uh, give a link to that so you can grab a copy, download it, and have it as a reference uh, to hold on to. Yeah, great idea. I'll put a link in the show notes, folks, and you can click on the link and download it and look at all the details of humidity conversion formulas to your heart's content. Okay, here we go. Let's start with mixing ratio all sometimes called humidity ratio. And if you look at the Weissler formulas we just mentioned, mixing ratio is denoted by the variable X. And mixing ratio is the ratio of the mass of water vapor present to the mass of the dry gas. 
And because it's a mass per mass formula, there's really no units to the to the parameter, but it is commonly expressed in grams per kilogram, again, mass per mass. And the ratio does not change with pressure variations, and it does not change with temperature. It's Again, it's an absolute measurement of the amount of water vapor that's present. So Steve, do you have uh, any comments on the description or, um, and could you provide an application in the real world of industrial humidity measurement where this parameter may be used? Yeah, but before I get started, Bruce, just wanted to clarify one thing. Uh, we referred to the document that we have where we've compiled formulas as Weissler formulas, but they're not truly our formulas by any means. Uh, we've just compiled them into one document as a reference. These are uh, formulas that are used throughout psychometrics, and we've just compiled them in an organized way, uh, listing definitions and the equations that are needed to make the calculations. So just a point of uh, clarification. That's a fair point. Thanks for bringing that up, Steve. Not these a problem. Weissler does a lot, but we don't want to take too much credit. We don't want to own that stuff. It's been around for many hundreds of maybe thousands of years. Who knows? Okay. Thanks for clarifying that, Steve. And the other units I know you referred to uh, is a grams per kilogram, but uh, for those of us uh, maybe in the U.S. who haven't completely converted to the metric system on the British or imperial system, uh, the other common unit that you'll hear used is either pounds per pound or grains per pound. Um, and a grain is just one seven thousandth of a pound. So we hear those units as well as the grams per kilogram. Very the, good. Uh, I would say a common application that we tend to see the drying of, of a product in a process. And again, this would be a process where the temperature and the pressure are, are neither of those are going to be stable. We see it a lot in the cooking of baking industry where we're drying a product. And a lot of times in these processes, uh, the temperature will vary throughout the drying process to get the correct consistency and the correct end product. So as the temperature can be changing throughout different zones of the oven, the pressure can also be changing. So a good way to track the amount of moisture that's going to be in that end product to get a consistent device is to look at something like this absolute term, because we can, can't control or keep the temperature and the pressure constant throughout the entire process. Okay, interesting. And so actually in that type of process, you're measuring say it's something like dog biscuits that are getting cooked in a long oven. I actually saw one of these applications years ago. You're measuring the air in the oven, not the actual product, correct? That is correct. So okay. moisture content might be the moisture in the solid itself, which mm -hmm. is a different way of making the measurement. But on a process point of view, what we are and can do is measure the air that's always in contact with the product. And the product and the air always want to reach equilibrium. So instead of being able to sample the product itself, we can just constantly measure the air that is in contact with the product. And then by tracking that measurement, we can again have a consistent end product to meet the standards that we're looking for uh, and repeat that over time. So it sounds like it probably makes it even a more efficient process as well. Less Without waste. Question. And less energy too, probably. Yes. Good. Let's talk about parts per million. PPM is what we're going to call it during the podcast, and it's commonly referred to as PPM. And this one is not as simple as it seems. There's actually four variations of PPM, and each can be a quite different number 
uh, depending on the amount of water vapor present. So it's important to know the difference, especially if you're trying to match a spec um, and you don't want to measure PPM one way and have the spec mean another. So it can be actually very important to know which one you're measuring. Yeah, Bruce, it, it is critical to know because again, we're trying to uh, compare one process to the other. We want to be consistent from one process to the other because we want to be able to replicate set of conditions over and over. And by making sure we've clarified which of the PPM terms the customer is looking for or that we're advising on, we want to, again, just uh, be sure to clarify that they are the same version of PPM. And maybe we can expand a little bit more on what these are, just so people are aware of which terms are out there. Good. So parts per million can be expressed, as I said, in four different ways. And first of all, we can express it as a volume per volume. And of course, we multiply it by a million to get the per million expression. Parts per million by volume, it can be determined as the ratio of the volume of water vapor to the volume of dry air. That's number one. Number two is it can be the ratio of the volume of water vapor to the volume of moist air. And these are, it can be a subtle and almost unnoticed difference when you're in the dry condition where you're at 50 ppm or less. But when you get up to higher levels of water vapor, but it can vary significantly when you have more water vapor present. Okay, Bruce. So those are PPM by volume in two ways, but we, uh, you had mentioned that up to four. So what's the other one or the other two? The other, so we've got number one, PPM volume in dry air. We've got number two, PPM volume in moist air. Now we've got parts per million by mass, or sometimes called parts per million by weight. And it's the same thing. You can have parts per million by weight is the ratio of the mass of water vapor to the mass of dry gas. Or number four is you can have the mass of water vapor to the mass of moist gas. And it's the same comment when you're at really low condition, low humidity conditions, they're not much difference. But as you get into higher humidity conditions, you can have a significant difference enough to affect your process. So Steve, do you have an example um, of an application you've seen that's suited to PPM measurement, or if you have any experience to share on volume versus mass and dry versus wet and so on? Sure, I would, in, in, again, the applications we tend to be involved with uh, most commonly, uh, we would see more often than not the PPM volume applications. Uh, they can be both uh, wet or dry or moist and wet as we were, uh, excuse me, uh, dry. Moist and dry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Clean that one up. <laughs> but we uh, tend to see more applications around PPM by volume, whether it's uh, dry or the wet version. Uh, usually we're looking at these applications where they're quite low amounts of moisture. Uh, so a common one for us might be the dryness of a, of a gas that's used in metal treatment uh, process. It could be blanketing uh, a metal treatment process and we want to inject a gas to keep the process dry, excuse me, the process dry. And we're going to use a, a gas 
and that could be specified in terms of parts per million. So we're talking about, in some cases, single digits parts per million where the dew points could be very low. Uh, and that's generally a place that we see that uh, called out. But again, for us, it's clarifying that it is the specification that customers are trying to meet. Is it PPM by weight or by volume? We want to clarify. Frequently, it may be volume, but we want to know for sure. And then we also want to clarify if the specification calls out that measurement being the dry or the wet. Okay, good. So blanketing in a metal process or a metal treatment, a blanketing gas is a typical application where somebody might use PPM. And they're going to feed a gas in that's been specified to okay. a certain dryness, and that's what we're trying to verify for them. So usually PPM isn't used when very dry conditions, like you're trying to measure the moisture in nitrogen or someplace where there's not very much moisture. Is that fair to say? It is. Uh, you know, the, I think it has a bit to do with maybe just the math and the numbers and what certain industries have been used to and what their traditions call out for and how it's evolved over time. So as we've talked about, there's many ways to express moisture and Generally, if we know a couple of parameters, we can calculate to pretty much any other one. Uh, but certain industries traditionally have specifications based on certain parameters. And what we're going to try to do is to be able to give you that measurement and the parameters that make most sense to your process, your historical conditions, uh, to make sure you're getting the consistent message or getting a consistent measurement and, and also getting it in units that make sense to you, your coworkers and in, in your industry. So if we think, think about a common 50% relative humidity at room temperature, now your the PPM by volume could be upwards of six to 7,000 parts per million and starting to get sort of a big number to deal with. And, and that's where I think depending upon applications and industries and where in the, on the sort of psychometric chart we, we are working, uh, different parameters tend to be more common or make more sense for people to understand. Got it. So if I'm someone out there, an engineer, and I'm, buy, I'm in a certain industry or I'm buying a piece of equipment and I, it says I need to have PPM as the spec, I need, if it's not specified in specifically specified, how's that specifically specified <laughs> <laughs> in the spec? Um, I need to ask, are you telling me I have to measure PPM by volume or PPM by mass? And then if you really want to push back, say, and, and is it, am I measuring the dry gas or am I measuring the, am I measuring the moist gas? So, and, and the good news, folks, is we have engineers on staff at Vaisala who can help walk you through and make sure you pick the right parameter for your application. And since you, we are going to put some notes uh, into the uh, uh, the end of the podcast about the, those humidity calculations that we have available in the document, we also have a humidity calculator, a tool that you can use online, download, use it offline, use it on your phone. And by putting in the parameters you know, it's going to allow you to convert to the, these other moisture parameters that we've been discussing here and, and still others will discuss in the future. So maybe we can make note to put that in the notes as well. Yeah, the calculator is a great tool. You can spend your leisure time calculating humidity conversions. <laughs> okay, let's talk about this last one, dew point. You mentioned at the beginning, Steve, that dew point may or may not be a way to measure the absolute amount of water vapor in the air. 
But maybe just to refresh our listeners' collective memories, could you again share the definition of dewpoint with us? Sure. Again, keeping this light and informal in our discussions, Mm -hmm. incredibly detailed scientifically, which we can get into at a different point. But basically, it's the temperature at which condensation forms uh, of an, uh, excuse me, of the air uh, when a gas is cooled, or the temperature at which the gas reaches saturation. So we cool that air down to the point where we get saturation or dew forming, and that temperature would be the dew point of that air. Got it. And dew point temperature, see if I can say this correctly, if if it is or is not um, a, a good measurement of water, the absolute amount of water vapor. Dew point temperature, it's directly proportional to the amount of water vapor. That's a given. So in that case, it is an absolute measure of the amount of water vapor present. Granted, you have to correlate the temperature with the amount of water vapor and be comfortable with that. But because dew point will vary with changes in pressure, you recall our, I think it was episode two, dew point will vary significantly with changes in pressure. Therefore, we can't rely on it as a guarantee that it's giving us the absolute amount of water vapor because it varies with pressure. Steve, what do you think? Applications come to mind where it could be used or comments on when it should or should not be used as an absolute measure. Yeah, so it would really only be able to be used as an absolute term if we know for sure that the pressure in the process will be constant throughout the entire process. So if we can basically hold pressure constant or the pressure in the process is held stable, then dew point becomes a measurement that we could look at as opposed to something like relative humidity, which we know will vary, especially as the temperature Vary. So if we have an application where the temperature can vary, but we know the process uh, uh, pressure is going to be constant, we could look at uh, dew point uh, as a variable there to make a measurement of uh, more of an absolute. So we frequently see applications that are at constant pressure, especially if they're uh, at ambient or a set pressure, but the temperature can vary. So dew point there can be used as a somewhat of a relative term, knowing that we have to worry about pressure. And if we know it's constant, then we can look at uh, using dew point as another parameter. I guess, uh, Bruce, so then it may be another example if we know uh, commonly we get involved with compressed air measurement of measuring uh, dew point in compressed air systems. And in those cases, the pressure is frequently varying. So in that case, we can't look at this as an absolute term. If we know the pressure is varying, then therefore, uh, this is not a place we would refer to dew point as an absolute term. So again, uh, if we know the pressure is constant, it's something we can look at as a potentially absolute, I guess in quotations. Uh, But if uh, we know the pressure cannot be held constant throughout the entire process, then the dew point would not be one of the terms and the measurement parameters that would make sense to use in that case. Then we would have to go to one of the true absolutes we talked about earlier. Got it. So you can compress there. You could convert dew point and pressure to mixing ratio. Is that true? That is correct. So you could use those humidity calculation and formulas that we're going to give you a link to, which uh, could be a bit time consuming. And then a simpler option could be to use the humidity calculator, which we'll also give you a link to. Okay, let's recap. So we've got the absolute measures. We've got these, these parameters tell us 
how much water vapor is present. We have partial pressure of water vapor, which we talked about in our previous episode with Dalton's Law. But in this episode, we talked about mixing ratio, which is a mass per mass measurement of the amount of water vapor. We talked about parts per million, typically used in lower and drier conditions. And parts per million has the four variations, parts per million by volume, dry and wet, and parts per million by mass, dry and wet. And then we talked about dew point, which could be a measure of the absolute value, absolute amount of water vapor in air, as long as the pressure is guaranteed to be constant. So that's it for our fifth episode, Steve. And thanks for sharing those application stories and helping understand these absolute parameters. Thanks for having me back, Bruce. Always enjoy it. We'll make sure to put the humidity formulas and the calculator in the show notes. Our next episode will be about wet bulb temperature and how that parameter can be used to measure the amount of water vapor in your process, the pros and cons, and a few application stories from Steve. And remember, folks, when it comes to product quality and process efficiency, humidity measurement really does matter. <laughs>